Episode 8, Unpack My Boxes, Good Grief. For your reference, Psalms chapter 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalm chapter 30, verse 11. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. Blessed are they who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So this week's episode, um, as I mentioned in last week's episode, Unpacking My Boxes, I'm just kind of recapping through all of the episodes and getting to a point where now it's actually time to do the work. Um, You know, we can continue the discussion and, you know, we can um, give many scriptures, but how do we actually take all of the scriptures and the word of God? How do we apply it? How do we begin to dig into ourselves? How do we begin to um, really become introspective and start unpacking the boxes that we have that are full of the traumatic experiences, full of the hurt, full of pain, so that we can begin to deal with them and allow God to heal them. Um, And as I relayed last week, that one of those first uh, topics that I wanted to talk about was grief. Um, I know that I I know quite a few people who have lost loved ones, um, whether it's recently this year or whether it is from five years ago or even longer there are some people that have you know lost loved ones 20 years ago and it did something to them it damaged them in some way it 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 broke a place in them it broke a space in them and it has hindered their ability to be able to move on it has them in this place of bondage where it's like they just can't shake it no it doesn't mean that we forget the person that we lost no it doesn't mean that um some semblance of pain isn't still there but God means for us to live the abundant life and so we should be able to continue in life having that person in our memory having that person in our heart but not be crippled or paralyzed by the fact that they are no longer here and I know that for a lot of people it has impacted how they interact with other people it has impacted their ability almost every area of their life and so to um for this episode i thought that it would be good especially being in this time where people have been passing away from um, the coronavirus and i know that people have lost family members suddenly that this would be a good time for us to really dig into grief and so I feel like I have a special treat on today. Normally, it's just me and my big mouth running. (laughs) But for this episode, um, I've invited a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Shamika Green. Uh, She is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She enjoys teaching workshops on minority mental health and is an adjunct instructor for the counseling department. She is also the founder of Emma's House Incorporated, a nonprofit organization that provides self-empowerment programs to children and this may sound a little familiar to you if you follow sister cycle on facebook Um, in addition to being a therapist a professor and a leader shamika is also a self-published author her first publication is entitled beauty from ashes detroit raised me god saved me and is a testimony of strength 
and overcoming pain, including abuse, molestation, domestic violence, etc. Those some of those things may sound familiar to us because we may have them packed away in boxes. Um, she just recently released a new book called From Confusion to Clarity, and it's about dealing with grief. You can purchase any of her books at www.mimigreenpublishing.com. And I am so excited to welcome her on this episode. Sharamika. Thank you so much for having me, providing this space for us to talk so freely. I appreciate you. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, So, um, you know, as we have already discussed, I just want to have a conversation. Um, Obviously, you know, just, and, and I haven't received my copy of the book yet, so I don't know anything about it other than the title. And just from um, reading the title, um, From Confusion to Clarity, um, it, it mimics a lot what I believe I try to tackle in the podcast where um, sometimes we struggle with these things that we've experienced, these traumatic hurts, because perhaps we are confused, whether it's in the spiritual or in the natural. And in order to begin healing, we have to seek clarity. And so if you want to go ahead and start off, and I'll just kind of follow your lead. When you talk about confusion to clarity and this title, I named the book Confusion to Clarity, A Therapist's Grief, because I really am very transparent about all the things that happen in my life, and I feel like at this moment, I'm an expert at grief, and I say that because not just my therapy background, but because of what I went through, so I've had a lot of loss in my life, and just being young and losing my father, him being murdered when I was two. Like, that was the first loss. And also, you know, having my mother to go away for some time in prison and being alone. And then my stepfather was murdered, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And my favorite cousin, he was murdered. And the the first person that I really loved, my first uh, boyfriend, who was very big in my life at a time when I didn't have anyone Mm -hmm. was murdered as well so I suffered so many and that's just you know a small glimpse of what I've been through but Mm -hmm. I just remember at some point just kind of going through it and not really processing it because I don't think at the time I had the tools you know what I mean like sometimes Mm -hmm. you just don't have the tools to unpack these boxes right Right. you know Mm -hmm. like we can just we have them, we really don't know what to do with them, they know, we know that they're there, but how do we unpack them, like, we don't have the tools to do that, and so, right. I just kind of stuffed these things, you know, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. stuffed it in, and just kind of just kept going, and then mm-hmm. at some point, I started to allow myself the space to have emotions, and to feel, mm-hmm. and when that happened, it was like a floodgate, it just was like a floodgate, because mm-hmm. I was really having to sit and deal with all my boxes and figuring out where do I start, you know what I mean? Right. And if you've ever lost someone, grief is heavy. Yes. Right? Yes. It's heavy. And even if it was something you thought maybe you were preparing for Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. that just kind of came out the blue, either way, it's heavy. Yes. And you know what I mean? And I remember feeling like, oh, I have all these tools to 
mm-hmm. that's where that confusion came. I mm-hmm. was just such a dark place, and it was so heavy that I didn't think I was going to come out. Right. And, like, I really didn't think I was going to come out. Like, I know God. I know him. Right. You know, firsthand. But that pain was so heavy yeah. that it just felt like it was weighing on me. And it was like, and I couldn't actually do anything but go through the process. Right. Right. Um, I, I, I actually have um, experienced grief. Um, I've lost uh, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, who was more like a father to me um, when he passed away and he was, he actually was sick. And so his death was not, you know, necessarily something that was unexpected. Um, and then I lost my mom, um, a few years later and her death definitely was unexpected. And because of our past and, you know, you know, she wasn't the person who raised me. We didn't have, uh, you know, a a traditional mother daughter relationship, um, I've shared before that I, I didn't think that in the event she would pass away that I would take her, her death hard because it was almost kind of like, yes, yeah, she's my mother, but I don't know her. Oh, quite the opposite. <laughs> um, it probably uh-huh. had the same effect as losing my grandfather, if not even harder um, because attached to it was so much like guilt and anger and, you know, the what ifs and, you know, hopes for the future are now gone. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I'm sorry to hear that, too, about your loss. And yeah, same to you. It's just, it's, it's that reality, too, of a piece of you is no longer here, you know? So right. whatever we felt like needs to be said or we wish we could say, like, really sitting about the reality of this person is gone and there's no conversation again in right. the physical, you know, realm. It, it's painful. Right. It's, it's painful. You know what I mean? And it's, it's no longer here. So it's trying to operate without that piece. You right. know what I mean? It's right. like, how do we do that? And so when you gave that scripture, it was just so powerful. almost brought me to tears because I just remember weeping so hard. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like nothing was you know what I mean? Like, right. I pray, I pray, I pray. You know, right. and I ask friends, pray for me, pray for me. Right. I'm praying for myself, and it just felt so heavy. Yes. And it was like nothing I could do. I was like, well, I'm just going to go to work, or I'm just going to mm-hmm. do this, I'm going to mm-hmm. do that, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm just, you know, try to distract right. from right. this process. Right. And I, I, I didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't think I was going to make it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time I really felt like, I'm not going to make it. Like, right. I was so depressed. And I remember feeling, not suicidal, but I remember feeling like, well, Lord, if this is it, then mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm, a, you know, if you took me now, I'll just be okay with it. Because right. the pain is yes. so yes. heavy, right? Yes. You know, that I couldn't do anything about it. And yes. Going back to that scripture, I just remember one day, and it's like you can't even pinpoint, but I just remember mm-hmm. one day just, it wasn't as heavy. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. time going on after that, it yes. wasn't as heavy. You know what I mean? And it, yes. it just started to go in that way, and just to be here now in this moment and be like, wow, 
here I am still standing. You know, when you said that, um, it made me think of a friend of mine when she talks about, um, and ironically, and and I, and this may be um, another topic for another day, but we'll we'll see where this you know kind of takes us. Um, when we think of grief and loss, uh, you know, our first thought is death. Like our first uh, association or mental you know kind of association is death. Um, but you know, this particular friend has just had a recent loss in a relationship. And one of the things that she has said repeatedly is that every day she gets up and it's like the elephant on her chest is a little less heavy. That it feels as though every day, slowly but surely, the weight of the hurt is not as heavy. And so when you when you said that, it made me it made me think about her. And it so then it made me think about people who um, are standing in shoes where they are like the the pain they feel today is the same pain if not more than the pain they felt when it first happened and so the question that i i would ask i guess myself and even god is it was there an inability because like you said we we see what the scripture says and we we know that you know god's promises are true and we know that he doesn't lie so when god came to exchange that that weeping for joy were they just in such a dark place in, in such a place of confusion that they weren't able to receive the joy of the Lord when he was offering it or, or not even in a place for him to even offer it. And as time goes on, instead of the elephant getting lighter, um, it's, it's like, you know, being, I've, I've used the analogy of being in a pit and someone just keeps shoveling in dirt, keep shoveling in dirt. Mm-hmm. I think you I think you have a point there because uh going back to that dark place and feeling like you know where's the light coming from or I can't see the light mm-hmm. and you know I remember just calling on God and asking for signs you know of mm-hmm. like just send me a sign you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just something from my loved one that's not here that just will come for me just send mm-hmm. me something mm-hmm. and I remember with the last um, person that I lost, which was uh, like a major impact, Mm -hmm. I remember walking and going on a walk, and I talk about this in the book too, and I remember going on a walk, and it was a butterfly, and I was like, okay, what is this? This is weird, I'm noticing things differently, Mm -hmm. and so I think that's when I started to shift from the confusion to clarity, and so I see this butterfly, and I'm like, okay, you know, like, he's flying around me, this is weird, and then Mm -hmm. I remember reaching out to my friend, I'm like, am I going crazy? You know, like, right. like I feel like this butterfly is following me, you mm-hmm. know, like, am I going crazy? Do I just want a sign? And mm-hmm. I remember days later being in a car, and I'm sitting at the light, and the butterfly comes on my mirror, mm-hmm. you know, the outside mirror, and I was like, no, like, this is not a coincidence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like that's when I started to have that clarity, and I was Although you're not here in the right. I can feel you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I can feel you, and I know that you're here with me, and I'm still protected, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still loved, and yes, I can still talk to you, but mm-hmm. I felt that that's when the shift was starting to happen because I can start to see just a little bit clearer mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. to what I need to do and my why. Going. So right. 
I, I had to identify my why. And instead of like uh, a sister from morning to, mm-hmm. I need to live for you. Right. You know, like, right. you, you want this for me. Right. right? You don't right. want me in this dark place. A perspective change. Right. Want me to keep right. I keep right. 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 Uh when I lost my mom and again, um, a very unexpected death, um, and in and the immediate feeling that I had in my consequent struggle was this feeling of guilt. Um, but um I sank into depression. And, um, I was off work for almost a month and like, like literally was unable to get out of the bed, wasn't, you know, you know, not really able to take care of my children and, you know, kind of tend to myself because I, I was just so down. And like you said, it was just so heavy on me. And, um, anybody that know that knew my mom knows that she was the life of the party. And granted, you know, the circumstances of her life and, you know, just the relationship, uh, you know, as a mother to her children was, you know, it was challenging, um, challenged. However, she loved her kids. She, you know, when she would see us or talk to us, she didn't fail to let you know that um, she, you always got a call on your birthday. Um, my, you know, my ex-husband, he was my husband at the time. She always called on our anniversary to wish us a happy anniversary and different things like that. And it was like. Um, like you said, um, just, and and the thing about it, and I've seen a post like this on Facebook is like, you know, the post says something like healing is so weird where it's like one day you just all of a sudden it's just like, Oh, I feel a little bit better. (laughs) It's like, Oh, wait a minute. I I feel like I could get up and put some makeup on today or, you know, whatever the case may be. But one of the things I, I know about her, like her personality and just the person she was, she wouldn't have wanted me to feel first of all, guilt. And, and, and one thing I can say when you talk about having the tools, I had a relationship with God. Um, I was, I actually was in ministry. Um, so I feel like for me, it may have been a little bit easier to kind of receive the promises of God. And, you know, like you, like you're saying, moving into this point of clarity of like, wait a minute, like, you know, I don't have to feel guilty. And, and I don't have to feel guilty because the scripture says I doesn't, but also she wouldn't want me to like, she, she knew that I loved her and all these various things that I had struggled with. And, you know, like you said, it was like that perspective change of like, no, sh- she would want me to continue on. She was proud of me. She was proud of the woman that I had become. And then it's like that in itself helps to give you almost like this boost. And so I know there's a school of thought in the church that, that talks about um, how the, there's a scripture that talks about uh, let the dead bury the dead. And so there's kind of this school of thought of like once people are dead, they're dead, that's it, it's done. I mean, you know, they're, whatever's between them and God. But as far as us here on earth is concerned, you know, it's a done deal. They're not here anymore. We remember them and everything like that. I would challenge that, that teaching or that belief to say God is gracious and he's merciful and he knows what we need. And so in your situation, God heard your cry, first of all, and he, he knew what you needed to help shift you into that place. And so whatever it is that we need for him to help us move in that place, he's willing to give us. 
how do we get in a place to receive it? And that's not, and you, you said so much that was so true, too, and, and understanding that, you know, people come to Tara lives and they have their own um, packed boxes of stuff that, yeah. you know, may not yeah. be perfect or things that they're doing. Right. And I think that for me also was understanding that maybe uh, when I was identifying my why, that things that maybe they were not able to do, I can still do, right? right. I can still do and live out certain dreams that right. maybe you just couldn't fulfill, right? And right. so that, that really was a push in that why. And God mm-hmm. definitely hurt my pride because mm-hmm. I literally was crying everything. And that's one thing about grief. Like, it's really a process. And yeah. you really have to go through the yes. process. And yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Again, I remember I was purchasing all kinds of stuff, like books, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and mm-hmm. I was putting on a fake smile, and, I, you know, I want to be around friends, and I'm laughing, but I am dying yes. inside, and yes. I'm like, this is not me, you know, and, like, I couldn't even, and I talk about this in the book, too, of, I remember, like, looking at, at pictures, and I was like, where is she, like, where this girl, because I couldn't even find my smile, and I'm like, right. normally a joyful kind of person, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, she's not here, you know, mm-hmm. and she's never coming back, like, that's what I was feeling like, mm-hmm. she's never coming back, you know, and I just, again, it was just that moment of one day getting up and having that clarity, and there'll be times where there's something that might trigger it, a song, a food, or, mm-hmm. you know, something, mm-hmm. right. and it makes think about somebody but it just it just at some moment it gets a little less heavier and it seems like you just take that weight away from you right and you, you have to handle all that on your own you know what right. I mean like right. in the beginning it's like a full U-Haul full of boxes you know yes. I, I'm peppers <laughs> I hate moving you know I hate moving and having to unpack a whole bunch of stuff you know so right. it's like she's like Mm-hmm. I found my why, and every time, you know, if I feel discouraged, I just call on them to say, like, look, like, surround me, you know, mm-hmm. help me with this, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it keeps me going, it keeps me going. Absolutely. It really mm-hmm. does. And kind of the same thing, like, I, I feel like I should be taking notes as you talk because um, you said a lot, but one of the, the last things that you were saying about, um, like, it's not a burden that we have to bear alone. And, you know, I think a part of, and like, you know, like you were saying, when, when you have other uh, issues, you know, you got other boxes full of stuff based on, you know, things you've gone through. So... I, I would think that for some people they get this um, kind of mentality that like you said I can handle this I can shoulder this I can carry this and then when it has become too much instead of being able to say because that's what First uh, Peter chapter 5 verse uh, 7 says cast your care upon me because cast your care upon him because he cares for you when that when it gets to a point where it's too much we are we should be 
you know, throwing it at the feet of Jesus. And if you if you look up the meaning, the biblical definition of that word cast, it means to forcefully throw it down. So it's like you slamming that stuff at his feet because he he's there, like the scripture says, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He's there to help you carry your burdens. And sometimes he takes the whole burden and carries them, you know, himself. But being in the place to really do that, to really say, okay, Lord, I can't. I'm giving it to you. And, you know, we hear people in church say all the time, like, you t- you, you, you give it to them and then you take it back. You give it to them and you take it back. But it, like mm-hmm. you said, all things are a process. And that, that too, learning how to truly surrender things to God is a process. We, we want the shortcut. We want the microwave version. We want the quickie. We don't, we don't want to actually have to go through it. And like you had, that was the other thing you said, really go through each step of the process. Like I said in the last episode, sit in your hurt, sit in your pain. If you angry about this person dying, because my anger was not with God. My anger was with my mom. And, um, my anger was, you know, again, you know, this was, she didn't raise me. So it was like, you left me all over again. And and being willing to really like admit that and then sit in that. That's such a powerful statement of just you know sit with it because there's there's like no running from it. It Right, it's not. And we try to, and I think that's really where you know more pain comes to you when Mm -hmm. you try Mm -hmm. to distract yourself from it, or I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that, but. It's, it's a process, and, I, and, you know, when I talk to people about grief, whether it's a client or just a friend or anybody, you know, and I, and I, and I say and I, and I listen, mm-hmm. pretty much I just listen. A lot of what it is just listening, you know, mm-hmm. and hearing them and validating how you feel and understanding, and I say it's not a, it's not a magic pill to this. There's mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. you know, way that if I could it would be like a light switch and I'll say, okay, it's done. You know, right. I cut it off, cut it on. Right. And I remember, you know, having people around me and saying like, well, you have a perfect life. You have this, you mm-hmm. have that. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you'll be okay. You'll just, and I'm like, don't understand, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My level of pain. But I knew that I had to sit with it right. and go through the process. Right. And, you know, in those dark times, it was just God and I. It's right. Just, us, you mm-hmm. know, and understanding that once I feel, then I can be able to ha- help somebody else feel, and Absolutely. then it becomes like a domino effect. Absolutely. 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 And And I, you know, it's like, um, and I guess this is kind of a, <laughs> a transparent moment for me, you know, as a minister, um, you know, like I always say, and you know, you you've heard it said, God's word doesn't change. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. However, <laughs> when we're sensitive to the Spirit, He can give us the approach, which may be different from the approach that was used ten years ago or even twenty years ago. So I try to be sensitive to that when I'm ministering to people, and I feel like my experience last year helped give me another layer of depth, of depth where. I'm not just beating people over the head with scripture because sometimes people are not in a place to receive scripture. You can still minister to them. God can help you minister to a person without beating them over the head, um, beating them over the head with scripture. And, um, 
the sometimes the hard part about that is like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying to be sensitive. I'm okay. Like you know, they're facing this particular situation. Lord, give me something to say where they don't feel like you know they're getting the overly churchy version. But sometimes it's just that simple. When when you said it those days, it was just you and God. Sometimes it is just that simple. Sometimes I I can't give you. You know, sometimes people want to have like that. You know, that watered down version. Sometimes I can't. I can't give that to you. I mean, I should never give you that. But I I have to give you. Look, the only way out of this is you and God. The only way that you're going to be able to really pull yourself up out of this pit is if you can, and, and sometimes that means being aligned with people who are like-minded and have relationships with God so they can help pray you out of the pit. It, it may not mean that you are in a place to do that work, but if you have surrounded yourself with, pe- yourself with people who um, have a relationship with God and, and understand your desire to want to get close to him, they they can touch and agree and they can pray, you know, you out. They can stand in the gap and intercede on your behalf. But sometimes when I minister to people, like, all I can give you is Jesus. Yeah. Even if I don't necessarily yeah. quote a scripture, all I can tell you is I'm still standing through certain situations because of God, period, the end. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no other that's, version. That's such a, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, again, honing on such um, important point. And I can identify with that one as well because I remember uh, someone asking me as it relates to therapy. And I know that sometimes, especially in our community, we have certain ways of how we may look at therapy and mm-hmm. what that means. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, a lot of times what happens is that we've been misinformed of what that really looks like. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't take the place of God. Anything, you mm-hmm. know, is just another type of special but I remember someone reaching out well I don't believe in God so is that going to be an issue and I'm like well it's not for me Mm -hmm. is it an issue for you because Mm -hmm. you know what I believe and they're like well no you know Mm -hmm. and I remember telling people that would come in my room I'm not going to broadbeat you right you know all these scriptures or things of this nature I said because in reality I remember being in a place of confusion and not really understanding his place in my life but I said until you really go through something uh-huh. mm-hmm. you really go through something come on preach you now know that it is not you absolutely would really understand you get it is, you yeah. know so that yeah. has always been my position so absolutely. again there's times where I'll be in in therapy and I'm praying with a client it may not be what they thought was going to be was going to happen but sometimes right. i said in reality yeah i can sit here and maybe give you some tools yes yes but mm-hmm. yet sometimes you re- you need a real breakthrough Absolutely. and i told clients like no this is spiritual <laughs> you need a real breakthrough come you on now like, if you want to keep coming and trying to pay me but i'm trying to kill you Yes, yes. Let me help you save some money. Yes. No, it's him using us when we're on that assignment. Absolutely. Because you may not have received that message from somebody else or any other. Absolutely. And you connected to us, and he, you know, pushed us. Because again, I've been transparent. There's been times I'm like, no, sister. I mean, you want me to give you homework and all this stuff, but I'm like, you really need to speak down prayer and breakthrough. Yes, yes. And and, and basic things have happened once that's happened, but 
Yes. Again, I always say to people, I can tell you my story over yes. and over and yes. over. But when you recognize yes. that what he's done for you in your life, yes. that's when a real change comes. Absolutely. Real- Absolutely. Girl, where your offering, your offering play that so I can give you your offering? Because <laughs> you done dropped down the word. And you know, of course, um, Therapy has a stigma in the church, um, you know, mm-hmm. specifically the black church. It, it has a stigma because, like you said, it's like, um, you know, you take your you, you take your issues to Jesus and let Jesus work it out. But no different than a teacher as a vessel, no different than a doctor as a vessel, a therapist is a vessel as well. And I'm going to tell you, when I, when I went through what I experienced last year, the very first thing that, you know, God was able to, you know, <laughs> speak to me in the midst of all of my confusion and hurt and pain was that I needed to go talk to somebody and um I, I didn't question it I it was just kind of like okay I know I, I I gotta find somebody I would prefer to find somebody like you said that at least has some spiritual alignment because that's that's ultimately the guide for my life but I gotta talk to somebody I have to figure out I need somebody to help me not saying that God can't help me or wasn't helping me, but I'm going to tell you, like, that was one of the best decisions I made. And while I didn't necessarily do it for an extended period of time, I just believe in those beginning days, it was, it was a lifesaver. God used it as a life raft. And, and so we have to real like we, you know, we put God in a box and, and we don't get to determine if he has created everything. We don't get to determine what he wants to use to save someone's life. Why would a therapist be any different? no different than I can intervene with a student and perhaps save their life and alter their path and their course, why would a therapist be any different? Um, the yeah. beauty of what you said is even as this vessel that isn't often accepted in the church, you are coming, like it's times where you have to just come with the word or it's times where you just have to come with prayer. It, there's times where he, God has to stand up in your office, <laughs> amen, to help, you know, that person, like you said, get their breakthrough. And thank God for you that you're even sensitive to his spirit and obedient to him in that way. Plenty of times. And I thank you for being transparent, too, because I think that the more we become comfortable and the more we become transparent about our own story will help other people. Absolutely. Because guess what? It's been plenty of times I done broke the oil out. Come on. Absolutely. 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 Let's, let's really get down into it. And I think what happened is just that somewhere along the way, somebody created a narrative that therapy was wrong or yes. was trying to replace yes. God. Like, yes. that's never been a thing. Absolutely. Never, ever, ever. Absolutely. And it does us a disservice to feel that because what I tell clients, you know, I have clients that come in, you know, they're like such big believers and they're like, well, normally I don't do this. I'll yes. just talk to my yes. pastor. Yes. It's not working. And I'm like, well, if it's not working, right. then you maybe try this. And I always say, well, have you tried it before? No, I haven't. Okay, so how do you know Absolutely. when you never tried it, right? Right. And I, and I said to them, I said, you're a believer, and you know where your source of income and money and all that stuff comes right. from. You still get up and go to work, Absolutely. right? Come you on now. Yeah. You say you have diabetes, but you still take the medication. Absolutely. So, come on, you know. So don't. Yes. Like, oh yeah, I'm yes. a believer, but yes, yes. you're not gonna step in front of that bus. I hope not. Right. You know. Right. Again. Right. The, because the downside. Along the way, we 
absolutely. Like, so open with people. Like, have you tried it? Right. No. Okay. Right. Then how do you know? Right? right. How do you know? Right. And our job is never to replay. I can't. I can't do it. Absolutely. You know, again. Absolutely. I'm just a just a vessel. Yes. Again, there's plenty of times that I've went and been like, look, this is this is bigger than yeah, yes. you know, <laughs> Let's pray it out. You right. Know? And right. I love when clients are open to that. Yes. You know, yes. and, and you know, and being able to see people heal. I think that's the thing. Yes. He gives us yes. tools um, to use and to unpack these boxes. And when you can see it and you're part of that journey, it's just like, my God. Like, and, 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 it becomes even more real in it, your life. And, you know, because you know what he's done for you. Because exactly, exactly. The glory oh goes right back oh. to him. You ain't taking no credit. Yeah. The, you you're reminded of what he's done in your life and then having the ability to watch it being done in someone else's life and we lost her um so we're gonna attempt to get her back real quick but um as i'm trying to get her back on the line um the scary part about us closing off the methods that god will want to use to heal us or um deliver us or you know try to set us free from the things that we're bound to um, when we put him in a box like that, we, we're, we're hindering that process. We're hindering that ability. And so I would imagine that some of you who have struggled with grief, some of you who are, you know, still paralyzed by the loss of a loved one, um, um, regardless of how recent or, you know, how long it's been, I would imagine that you probably would have really benefited from, from some grief counseling, really being able to, um, you know, talk to someone about what you had experienced, how it makes you feel. And it, and it doesn't mean that you don't trust God. It doesn't mean that you're not looking to God for your help. Um, I continue talking while I was getting you back. Um, but what I was just saying was, you know, when, when we do that, when we, when we put, you know, God in a box like that, and we try to become the dictators of what he will use to help a person, we hinder people's healing. We, we cut people off from being able to really, you know, get the healing. And like, like you're saying, the go, the glory is going back to God. And I was just saying, um, that I, I wonder how many people that will listen to this, who is still struggling with the loss of a loved one, you know, no matter how recent or how long it's been, how many of them probably would have benefited from grief counseling, but perhaps were discouraged from doing so, or, or even just, you know, lack of not, like the word says, my people perish for lack of knowledge, maybe just not even knowing, um, that that's something that, that would help. Um, that's a really scary thought in the church though. When we, when we try to assume this position of, you know, knowing what God will use and what he, what he won't use. That's a dangerous position. That's a dangerous position. And again, it's so many ways that, you know, God works and that can heal us. And I remember when I had my first interaction because I've had, again, so much trauma in my life and never received therapy or anything. Hey, and it would have right. been so beneficial, right. so beneficial at right. a, early age but I remember finally being of age to finally go and I still was like no I don't know you know right right I remember going and it was so so helpful like he definitely was using her and speaking through her because at some point I just trying to dump all this on family and Mm -hmm. friends and Mm -hmm. this 
you know, they mean well. They mm-hmm. mean well, mm-hmm. but they don't understand it. People are like, come on, you just got to get up. You got to yes. get over it. You yes. gotta, and yes. I'm like, if I could, <laughs> I would, right? Yes. Like, if I could, yes. I would. But I am struggling here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember going to my uh, therapist, and, and that was the reason why I first had therapy was because of grief. And I remember just being so happy of having that outlet mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. – you know, nobody rushing me to get over it or, right. you know, looking right. at me a certain way or yes. judging me, but yes. being able to just be heard yes. and being like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like, and them like, I can see why it had, you know, mm-hmm. validating me. Yes. And yes. It was, it was so helpful. It, it was, it was so helpful. But all of that was part of the process. Right. All of that was part of right. the process. And it's not to say that, you know, there are some people who are able to, um, you know, you know, when I lost my mom, I didn't go to therapy. When I lost my grandfather, I didn't go to therapy. And it's not to say that you can't, you know, heal and be able to, um, you know, accept the death, accept the loss and be able to move on in a healthy way without it. But we shouldn't, um, you know, condemn people who, who are unable to. And, you know, through this this podcast and you know this idea of of these these boxes full of hurt like you said a whole u-haul truck full of boxes (laughs) that we're carrying around full of hurt um god wishes that we be free and we don't get to determine you know what he what tools he wants to use to to set us free we it it is not taken away from his power it's not taken away from his, his authority or anything like that if anything like you said we're able to watch him move in a way um that the glory goes back to him and and when I when I even think about just the podcast as a whole um having gone through something very traumatic and still you know as I go every day yet healing the more I minister to people to try to help them heal the more not only do I look back and say wow man I remember when I was in this place and Lord you really have brought me a long way but then yet I'm still being healed every day so I can only imagine when you interact with people as a therapist and you, like you, like you said, you get to see God work. It's a reminder for you of, you know, just who he is and how he has worked in your life. And, and again, ultimately everything we're supposed to be doing is supposed to be about glorifying him. Mm-hmm. And it is, and it is. And watching him work. And like you said, we don't know, you know, how he's going to do it because that way we know that it's all him. It's not, it's not right. me. You yes. know, it's not the yes. other person Can't take no it, credit. Just to see it. Yes. Yes. It's, it's amazing. And yes. again, once you go through that confusion and you start to get to clarity, you will understand your why. What is your why? What is your purpose? Because if he's still waking you up, that means you still have a purpose. Yes. You're still here for a reason. And I, and I feel like every time we operate in that purpose, yes. it, that it's life-giving, yes, life you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's life-giving, it's a, like, uh, undescribable kind of joy, you know, yes. and I tell people that all the time, and yes. I'm like, you know, yeah, you can go get a job and make however much as you wanted, right. but are right. you happy, do you right. have joy, you know, or do you do feel you fulfilled, so, yes, yeah, yes. and having those joy moments is priceless, yes. and you start to say to yourself, wow, Okay, like for me, example, I'll start to say, wow, this is where I was and, and feeling like, 
right. Fine. Right. You know, I'm okay. Right. And then now being here today, like Lord, Lord, no, that that wasn't what I was really saying. <laughs> right. God. Right. Right. And 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 like the I, like the scripture, you here, you know, like that scripture like, says that oh, um the the uh it says that the Holy Spirit um you know it basically it intercedes on our behalf. Um, when we don't know how to pray as we are. So here you, you're uttering this pray, prayer to God, like, well, if this is it, go ahead and take me. Just yeah. just think about how pro- powerful and amazing God is that the Holy Spirit was interceding, saying, no, Lord, you know, give her yeah. strength, you know, keep her because you got to carry her to this greater purpose. Like you said, you, you, you had a purpose that had to be fulfilled. And thank God that the Holy Spirit kind of canceled out your prayers. You know, God was yeah. God's not offended when we pray things that we shouldn't. The, the Holy Spirit steps in and then really prays the prayer that should be prayed. And that's something that has always been so amazing to me. And look at where you are now and, and the impact and that you have had on people's, li- on people's lives. Right, right. It's a, that's just amazing. Think if I would have gave up or, you know, done right. something right. to, to right. end that journey yes. because my pain was so heavy, yes. right? Yes. And I would not have been able to see what tomorrow would bring. Yes. Like, oh my yes. goodness. Yes. I just think back on that, and I'm like, thank you, God, for keeping me. And, and and something I always tell people that, you know, when, when God has a purpose for you, you have souls that are attached to you. So had yeah. God honored your prayer of being taken out at that time in that place, think about all the souls that you were responsible for that you hadn't even come into their path yet what would have happened to them? How would that have affected their lives and their path and their purpose? Like we don't, I, I just think that's not something, that's something that's not driven home in enough, enough and our, um, how God has created us to be dependent. I, I talked about that a lot in the last episode. He created us to be dependent upon one another. And so there's people that's attached to your purpose. There's people that's attached to my purpose. And when I'm not lined up, when I'm not whole, when I'm not healed, so that I can operate in the fullness of my purpose, what does that do to them? What, how does that alter yeah. their story and their purpose and the souls that are attached to them, you know? So, um, but in these last few minutes as we move towards wrapping up, if you, um, you know, obviously people can hear that you are a woman of God. As a therapist, like how can you or what tidbit could you give to people to kind of lead them in the direction of, um, unpacking, because I, I know of some women who have lost children, and the grief has, you know, I, I, I can't even imagine, and Lord, I, Lord knows I don't want to know, it, like it has right. overwhelmed their lives. Like, how can they begin to um, deal with that so that they can not be paralyzed by their grief? So when you, again, when you look at grief, the reality is that a piece of you is no longer there in the physical form. And again, that's something that's major and and it really hits you. But it's it's also, on the other hand, of having to go through the process. Mm -hmm. And what you do is what someone told me, and I thought it was just so powerful when they said the best way to to honor the the dead is to live. And so, you know, what we do is figure out a way to how do you turn that pain and, and give it a, a purpose. Like, how do you turn that around, something that was maybe meant to be negative, but how do you turn that around and how do you honor them? Yeah. And so for me, it started off just journaling how I was feeling day to day, but then 
some kind of way coming full circle of understanding your why. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't believe that we just go through these things and it's just, that's it. You know, right. that's it. Right. Like, we don't do anything with it. Like, right. there's not a testimony without a test. Like, yes. you have to mm-hmm. find the why right. and the purpose in that. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I, when we, you know, when we um, align that in a, in a spiritual sense or a spiritual tone, that, like I said, the, the, that's the entire purpose behind the podcast. We, we have to heal these places so that we can fully walk in purpose. Because, you know, as you continue to um, go deeper in the knowledge of Christ, but then as you continue to elevate in him, you're going to hit, like I, in my head, I have like this mental image where you're kind of like, <laughs> you're elevating, 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 and then it's like a brick wall that's like the ceiling, and you hit it. You can't go to that next level because every the higher we go in God, the more he seeks to purge us and to cleanse us and to deal with things. And so we, we have to learn how to start unpacking and surrendering and giving things because the why of it is I want to live the fullness of God. I want to walk in the purpose that he, you know, everyone wants to know why they're here. Why were, why was I created? What is my purpose on earth? Well, if you're spiritual and you're believing in God, then there's a godly purpose for you. And as he starts to reveal things to you, he also wants to heal you and deliver you and cleanse you and purge you. And like you said, as you go through this process, you have to, some things you are going to have to start surrendering to him. Some things when he brings them to the forefront or brings them to your attention, or you already know you're struggling, you got to be willing to surrender them to God. Like, like you had said, those dark days, you knew that it was nobody but you and God. We have to get in that place so that he can do his part. So he can do his part. And when you, and just in closing for the people to understand too, is that everything that we go through or incident. Um, it's a box and then you start picking up more boxes along the way along mm-hmm. the way and just mm-hmm. think about the things from your childhood yeah. to early yeah. adulthood to yeah. now or whatever and just think about how many boxes you done picked up along yes. the way yeah. you need more boxes you don't so you want to start unpacking this yes. stuff so you're not carrying all this stuff yes. around and yes. in reality the biggest pain ushers you your greatest purpose it absolutely. really does because if not we would not be on here even talking about it we would absolutely. have nothing to talk about right absolutely absolutely we're still here well i am so thankful um I'm, i i really appreciate you um and i um i'm just thankful that god is in it <clears throat> i'm thankful that not only were we able to honor God and give spiritual principles and you know scripture but then we were also able to give like really practical real life sort of speak type stuff where where in a beautiful way we were able to show how these two things merge together um so that people can be healed to walk not just in the fullness of God but in the fullness of life and so um I'm so thankful um I just want to give the title of your book, which is Confusion to Clarity, A Therapist's Grief. Um, I think I saw that you said they were sold out. They are sold out. The other um, shipment will be released August 31st, and people can pick it up at MimiGreenPublishing.com. That's the only place to pick up this grief book, and it definitely has a purpose. It took a minute to 
amazing. Again, it had it has a purpose. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So um once the podcast episode is um published and uploaded, um I'll make sure that I also put in the name of the book and the website so that, you know, people can have access it um, you know, to purchase it if they wish. Um, but again, just know, I just want all those that may listen to know that when you know the truth of God's word, um, and then you're able to receive it and believe it and accept it and walk in it, it truly becomes the catalyst, um, to, that propels you to your healing. And, you know, God uses all sorts of vessels and tools to accomplish his purpose And I believe wholeheartedly that we always need to keep our hearts, minds, and spirits open to his mighty move. Um, And just to close, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for this space and this time. We thank you for this opportunity. Lord God, we thank you for Shamika. We ask that you just continue to uh, prosper her, oh God, bless her as she um, does your work, oh God, as she walks in your purpose, Father God. We we ask that you place a hedge of protection around her, Lord, as she travels to different places, oh God, to um, try to help your people in the name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that you bless her home and her, her spouse and her children, Lord, cover them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we stay, say a special prayer for every listener, every person that is dealing with grief, everyone who is in mourning, oh God. We know that you are a keeper of your word, and we just ask that you comfort those who are grieved and bereaving. We ask, Father God, that you strengthen them to continue to make it through the day. We ask, Lord God, that they can find themselves in your presence, because in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And we ask that one day, Father God, that elephant elephant will feel a little life lighter, that weeping will stop, and mourning will come with their joy. These things and all things in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Um, Until the next episode, be blessed.